0: Oh, hi. Welcome back to Low-Key Deadly. I'm
1: Cameron. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm Victoria. And I'm Sylvia.
0: Hello, you've reached 411. Let me give you some tea.
1: <laughs> so,
0: welcome back. We are still in quarantine. I say that every week because we are still in quarantine. And I am losing it a little bit. I'm starting to see things, but who doesn't, you know?
1: I mean, I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't either.
0: Um, Should we call somebody?
1: (laughs) Should we tell him that... uh... (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so today is a nice little break it's early as shit actually no it's not it's only 11 a.m so we should just start drinking so vicky yep. what are you drinking
1: i am drinking a screwdriver since i purchased orange juice yesterday
0: <laughs> i feel like screwdrivers are for college girls that
1: Let don't me get along with my parents bitch for college girls that go to Tequila Sunrise in Flagstaff
0: first of all I want to go
1: <laughs> that sounds like you did that shit I did it. remember when we were in the cab and the guy was trying to explain to us what it was
0: he goes do you know what Tequila Sunrise is and I was like yeah it's like grenadine orange juice and tequila right he's like no the festival
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like oh what are you drinking Sylvia
1: I'm having a truly with some vodka in it. Again. True, true.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Well, I'm having Kool-Aid and vodka. The blue. Ooh,
1: Ooh the blue flavor. <laughs> mm.
0: <laughs> yes. So let's all take a drink and toast to another day of bright sunshine and spreading viruses. Yes. <laughs> That was really good. delish tastes like my childhood mixed with my 21st birthday.
1: It just reminds me of like drinks that you can drink right after you just got drunk and you woke up the next day with a hungover. But you don't want to stop.
0: I just, I've hit that point in my life where I just can't the next day. I try. I try. God Almighty, I try. (laughs) But I just can't do it. Okay, so let's get started. So I'm going to tell you guys a story today about why you should not leave your children with people you don't know.
1: I mean, that should be already first rule, but some people don't get that. You think,
0: but you know, there's always those mothers that want to go to paint and wine nights and they don't have a babysitter. And they're like, you know what? I trust this bitch. So I'll leave my child with her.
1: <laughs>
0: and you know What? the wrong decision, bitch. Put the wine down and put the paintbrush away and get back to your child.
1: Mm -mm. So,
0: (laughs) so, um, Sylvia Likens was born on January 3rd of 1949 to Lester and Betty Likens. She was the middle child between her and four siblings, and those four siblings were two sets of twins. She was really close with one of her younger sisters, Jenny, who suffered from polio, causing one of her legs to be weaker. So the other... um, So she walked with a limp and she had a brace. Fun fact, um, the story today the main people are sylvia and jenny and sylvia has a sister named jenny
1: i know i was gonna say like it still freaks me out when you're like sylvia and i was like wait what <laughs> huh? my sister also has a short leg it's kind of weird <laughs> <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> no <laughs> She's gonna kill me. I was like, Damn. You really airing out your family's business like that? Wow.
0: My sister also has a short leg and she walks with a lamp. It's so crazy. <laughs> oh my god, that was hilarious. So basically, <clears throat> the family would travel frequently for work because they worked in the carnival circuit. So they were those people that sold candies, soda, and beer, just like at the fair with the cookies, with the ice cream, with the dulce de leche, those types of people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> the dulce, de leche, those types
0: of people. Oh my God. You know, the hot cheeto pickles, those people. <clears throat> <clears throat> Did they have hot Cheeto pickles at the fair?
1: They did. They had like a pickle stuffed with hot Cheetos and like it was rimmed with nacho cheese.
0: <laughs> Ew! Uh, was it good?
1: <laughs> honestly. I don't know if
0: I'm more grossed out by the fact that you just said it was nacho cheese, or if you said it was rimmed with nacho cheese.
1: She, said rimmed. <laughs> she said rimmed. She said rim. I said that, but it was rimmed. It was really good.
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I wish I would have gotten it. Yeah, it it was good. So the family would move frequently, and they suffered from financial troubles because, hello, they were carnies at the fair. So their parents would normally bring their sons along to help at the carnival, but both Sylvia and Jenny would usually stay with their grandparents because their parents didn't want them to miss school, and they were cautious about their safety, oddly enough. So, in June of 1965, while attending Arsenal Technical High School, Sylvia and Jenny met these two girls, Paula and Stephanie Banaszewski, and they became fast friends. Jenny and Sylvia would spend time at the Banaszewski house, and they would attend, like, birthday parties. They would go over and have dinner and have sleepovers. It, their friendship, like, was built in a very, like, short period of time, I would say, like, in a, in a week or two. Um, so, in the beginning of July... Sylvia and Jenny's mother, Betty, was arrested for shoplifting. (laughs) And it's just like, I get it, but, like, if you have, like, six kids, why are you out shoplifting? I mean... You may need, like, toilet paper, but is it worth stealing and going to jail for
1: Do you think people steal just to steal, or she really needed it?
0: I mean, I think that there is people that steal just to steal, so... Uh They obviously had some type of income if they worked for the carnival, but I don't know. Just seems very selfish.
1: Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> wow.
0: She's all stealing shit for herself.
1: <laughs> I want to know what she got caught stealing, though.
0: I know. It doesn't say anywhere. I was like, what is it? What if it was like she stole a bag of hot Cheetos?
1: Like one time me and um I were going to Friars <laughs> and we saw some lady getting chased out the store by this uh worker. Come to find out she had the, you know, the hand carts. She had that hand cart stuff with a whole bunch of shit and she was like quickly going to a car and she was like pounding off like the window to get the car to the door, passenger door to open. And I was like, Damn, you know you didn't need that shit.
0: Mm mm that little bitch so she (laughs) gets she gets arrested for shoplifting and at this point Lester the dad had to leave to go work at the carnival with his two sons and since she was in jail she he had nobody to leave her with it would leave the girls with so seeing how well both Sylvie and Jenny got along with both of the Banaszewski sisters he decided that it'd be a good idea for them to stay there so he went over to their house and met their mother to discuss the terms of them staying there. And that's when he met Gertrude, Paula and Stephanie's mother, a twice divorced mother of seven who was described as haggard and chain smoking. (laughs) Could you imagine (laughs) like just being labeled that a twice divorced mother of seven who was described as (laughs) haggard and chain smoking?
1: Well, you know, as the story goes on, it's (laughs) well-fitted.
0: Yeah So They were basically Just having a chat And decided that The girls would stay there And Lester would pay her $20 a week Um And then Gertrude Would take care of them Like they were her own On July 4th, Sylvia and Jenny moved into that house. The house on East New York Street Street in Indianapolis was a very modest house with two or three bedrooms upstairs, which all of the kids would share, taking turns sleeping on one mattress on the floor. So as you can imagine, it was pretty lit there. Could you imagine, like, just having one mattress, five people in a room, and being like, okay, it's Wednesday, it's your turn. I'd be like, fuck no, Monday through Friday is my turn, and I'll give it to you on the weekends. Uh-uh. bitch
1: i'm sorry but isn't that so, like abuse to even have like five kids i think it would sure be it...
0: i don't even know how they rented out that house because like the um like they have occupancy standards now so like it's like two people max per bedroom so i, I, know. I don't know if they had that then
1: i don't know but i remember my mom getting kicked out of an apartment she lied and said she only had one kid and we all know she had two <laughs> <laughs> and she locked herself off the apartment and the landlord found out sorry i was yeah. the one who locked the door oh you bitch <laughs> <laughs> she said mm-mm
0: so um so basically they would take turns sleeping on the floor on the mattress and gertrude had like a little setup downstairs in the family room where she slept there was a basement where they would keep food and do laundry basement thing basement tings you know (laughs) (laughs) and uh, (laughs) the home didn't even have a stove (laughs) so what
1: just like take take a drink for that
0: yeah, take a drink for for basement tings. Hmm. Juice.
1: This OG this OG. This OJ is really kicking. This is nice. OG. OG. Basement tings, OG.
0: This OJ Simpson is really kicking.
1: Oh hell no. That's mm. murderous. Yeah no.
0: <laughs> Absolutely not.
1: <laughs>
0: so the home actually didn't even have a stove so all their meals had to be prepared on a hot plate in the kitchen and like this seems like not a big deal but for nine people seems like a bigger deal to me and keep in mind they her rent for this house was $55 a month I want to know why it's not like that anymore
1: and, and I should- want
0: to know now
1: i mean but think about it though she paid 55 dollars for rent but still could not afford extra mattresses for her damn kids
0: mm-hmm.
1: were they her own kids or was she watching other people's kids
0: so they were her own kids she had she was married her first marriage was like when she was like 18 years old and she had two kids there and then she had another marriage where she had three kids and then she had a boyfriend where she had one so she was a hoe you know
1: my Did thing though work? is, if she, she can, ironed. If she couldn't even support her own kids, why were you giving your own kids to a woman who can even support her own?
0: I know. Well, that's the kicker. It's like, why on earth would this dad let his kids stay there, Um, having been to the property? But the kicker is he never even went inside. So he didn't know any of the conditions that his daughters would be living in because the house was so cramped. But he didn't go inside, so he he wouldn't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and. I think, like, with his impression, because this was the house, like, in the neighborhood where all the kids would go, uh, would come and go from, you know, like, always going in, playing, coming out. Um, and it was mostly because they can get away with smoking, drinking, and they would talk about sex. And this would all happen right in front of Gertrude. So, you know, some shit was wrong with her.
1: Because mm-hmm. if story. I caught a kid smoking
0: in my house, I'd be like, go the fuck home before I call your mom
1: exactly
0: she won't care (laughs) that'd be me oh no she lets me do this all the time so the first month things were totally fine. Um, Sylvia and Jenny would spend their time singing and gossiping, you know, being little hoes like most of us. But
1: <laughs> I thought you were gonna be like like Sylvia and her sister.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like Sylvia and her sister. <laughs>
1: um
0: but that would all end soon. So in August Lester began, began sending the payments late and sometimes he wouldn't send them at all and just to keep things in perspective $20 in 1965 is equal to about $168 today so if you're expecting that every single week like it's a big like cut you know to not have it
1: Mm-hmm.
0: and this would put Gertrude in a state of rage so she would start to beat both Sylvia and Jenny with a quarter inch thick paddle saying things well I took care of you little bitches for a week and for nothing I'd be like first of all bitch I graced you with my presence for a week for nothing so let's not go there <laughs> <laughs> you get <me> and, more. <laughs> yeah I, I would be that bitch that just keeps getting hit because I don't shut my mouth but um so after this initial beating their parents Betty and Lester actually came to visit them like a few days later and gave Gertrude the money that they owed her and an advance payment um and during that whole visit neither sister mentioned anything about getting hit by that paddle which was crazy like it's like if I, the first thing i would do when i saw my parents was tell them that that bitch hit me into exactly. ass.
1: Which is like, crazy. That stupid bitch hit me, Dad.
0: Mm-hmm. Hit her ass, mama. <laughs> so Sylvia would earn money by collecting cans and turning them in. You know how like the where it says like five cents on the side of like a bottle if you turn that in. That's how she would like get cash. And she would buy things like candy and soda. But when Gertrude would see her with these things, she would accuse her of stealing them, and then she would beat her with that same paddle across the back and head so this is just the beginning like this girl is like buying a fucking candy bar and then she comes home and then she gets hit in the back of the head with a paddle so it's just crazy moving into later august the abuse mainly began focusing on sylvia so, there are a couple of theories as to why it happened. One of them was because Gertrude was jealous of Sylvia because she was younger and pretty, and Gertrude was old and haggard and chain smoked. <laughs> <laughs> but the other theory was that she just felt bad for Jenny because she had polio and she went easier on her, which I can see both. But I can tell you if some child came out to me mouthing off and they had polio, they'd still get slapped
1: bitch oh,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> hell no I wouldn't hit him in the leg but they get slapped in the face
1: uh-uh. Uh. boy
0: ain't no children gonna be disrespecting my ass
1: <laughs> side note it is never okay to hit your child don't um, no! If your child uh-uh, is melting up, uh-uh. you best
0: hit the shit out of them.
1: No, I'm not saying you should physically abuse your child because there's a big difference. But then you no, should, but if they, they need to get slapped. You need to slap them. No, there's, there's a, a difference between not discipline to and hit your child and abuse.
0: Sylvia, no. I'll hit your ass. You're that mother you're who's
1: going to let her kid <laughs> run around. <Watch>. up.
0: <laughs> you're that mom on Dr. Phil because her son ends up beating her. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's not true. It's not okay to hit your It's not okay to go ham on them, but they do need to learn discipline.
0: Hell yes. Mm-mm. I hope you, you get, get slapped, hit? Sylvia. No, just kidding.
1: <laughs> huh? Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> did you guys get hit as a child?
0: Hell yeah. yes, I did. Just I was I an did. asshole though.
1: <laughs> I was an asshole too and look at you you're still an asshole <laughs> know. yes but I'm a responsible asshole think about that. <laughs> how am I the bigger asshole here um cause, just because you sound nice no one knows how you really talk <laughs> remember that car ride Sylvia <laughs>
0: yeah I remember when you called me fat
1: <laughs> you never said that remember when you checking. told me Mado was going to break up <laughs> with me and then you told Kevin <laughs> and then you told that lady in the car stop putting my business out there don't put my business out there <laughs> I only asked you if you got hit as a child I was putting god damn out. <laughs> no but then you were all like but you're still an asshole <laughs> I was joking, and it was directed towards Cameron. Oh, <laughs> bitch!
0: <button> <laughs> oh my gosh, I am I am canceling the subject for about 15 minutes. We'll get back to it. Just kidding. So those were the theories on why she was being a bitch to her, basically, and. At one point, the girls were all talking in the living room and Sylvia had mentioned that she had a boyfriend. You know how little kids are like, I have a boyfriend, bitch. Yes. He <laughs> held my hand. Um, so she said that she met him in Long Beach earlier that year when her family was in California. And then Gertrude, trying to be a little bitch, um, then questioned Sylvia if she had ever done anything with the boy And she was really confused by this question. So she was just like, yeah, one time we went, I went under the sheets with him and she was like, well, why did you do that? Like, just being a bitch, like, first of all, that is just an inappropriate question to ask anybody, let alone a kid, like a 16 year old girl. That's just inappropriate. But I mean, I've seen pictures of her and she just looks inappropriate.
1: This lady is just, she's just something else.
0: I'm going to send you guys a picture of her just so you can see her. I'm going to send it to our group chat, Mayflowers. (laughs) (laughs) And she just looks like a bitch. An evil old woman. Granted, this was taken, like, after all of this, but... Those eyebrows, girl. Girl. Those eyebrows. And that blush.
1: She reminds me of those, like... (laughs) she just reminds me of one of those like old ladies everybody be like oh my gosh she seems so fucking nice but she's the fucking devil
0: killing people (laughs) so basically after she was questioning her that conversation stopped and then um it came up again a few days later when gertrude told her that she was like oh your stomach's looking big are you pregnant like who says that and then sylvia thinking that she was joking was like i know i need to go on a diet and then gertrude turns around to all the other girls that were in the room and says see this is what happens when you mess around with boys you get pregnant and then she turns back around and then kicks sylvia in the vagina wow like why this
1: this lady's getting on my last damn nerve like Worry about your own. Like that's not even your kid. All you're there to do is watch them. Now she's and really sick. Mind, That's one thing.
0: This hoe Gertrude had like three, three or four miscarriages like in the prior like two years. So who is really the hoe? At this point, like things are like starting to escalate, and Gertrude starts to try and starve Sylvia so she doesn't allow her to eat and when she does allow her to eat she's not allowed to eat at the table with everyone else like just being a bitch at one point she was so hungry that she was scavenging for food in the dumpster and when Gertrude caught her she her daughter Paula and a neighborhood kid Randy force fed her a hot dog topped with like all of these condiments and spices which when you're being force fed like you're gonna throw up. So she ended up vomiting, and then they made her eat her own vomit, like just as a a fucking thing to entertain people. Like, so pathetic.
1: Wow. it's so fucking disgusting. I would kill somebody.
0: I would have picked up that vomit and I would have threw it at her.
1: Yeah, would have, too. Yeah. I'm like, you fucking eat oh.
0: it. Yeah. You ugly ass hoe. So, um, when they returned to school in the fall, to get back at them for everything that has been going on, Sylvia started a rumor similar to our Sylvia. She always starts fucking rumors. <laughs> I think true. it's the name Sylvia.
1: <laughs> That's not true. You sure? I'm gonna stop joking around with you guys. I'm done. Find another,
0: <laughs> <one>. <laughs> Find another host.
1: I'm fucking done. <laughs>
0: let's take a shot for Sylvia's rumors (laughs) cheers ooh that's sweet you know the sugar at the bottom just gets you sneaks up on you (laughs) (laughs) so okay she started this rumor about the two sisters just to get back and she said that they were prostitutes and she started to, started to spread that around the school. So then one boy comes up to Stephanie, the other sister and offered her money for sex and this bitch was pissed when it happened and the boy was like oh sorry uh, Sylvia told me that you were a prostitute <laughs> and then
1: <laughs> he was all serious he was like hey man I thought it was for real Like,
0: <laughs> I got two dollars what can I get <laughs> you can get the hell out of here <laughs>
1: <laughs> if you take anything sexually after someone pays you two dollars you do anything sexually you a hoe I'm sorry period point blank period I don't care Honestly, <laughs> he didn't really give her two dollars <laughs> if
0: I was at a convenience store and I didn't have any money and I really wanted hot Cheetos <laughs> I might take the two dollars
1: <laughs> <take> <laughs> oh, but I'll only
0: get, if they were but... the extra flaming hot Mm -mm. (laughs) so I mean she was pissed when this happened and rightfully so somebody started a rumor about me I would probably be pissed too granted I wouldn't have beat the shit out of them prior to that and then got mad at them for starting a rumor but you know different folks different strokes so uh, (laughs) 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 so after Stephanie heard this she went and confronted Sylvie about the rumor at home and Sylvia admitted to starting it and apologized and then Stephanie punched her in the face and wow. then she's like crying like saying I'm sorry and then Stephanie's boyfriend gets involved and then fucking attacks her he slapped her he banged her head against the wall and then he flipped her backwards onto the floor
1: what is wrong with if these people? if
0: I was with somebody and then I saw that I would be like oh hell no you need to get the hell out of here because like why would you even be with somebody that would be that violent yeah Mm-mm. And I'm sorry, but it's a rumor. Like, get over it. Yeah, guys, Woo-ho. get over it. I'm just kidding with you guys. No, you go for the jugular, bitch. Just you kidding. Really
1: do. <laughs> <laughs> it was and just. Then you day day time. And then you try to pretend like you didn't do nothing wrong.
0: <laughs> <You're> like... <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! So, her boyfriend, his name is Koy. Coy, C O I, like the fish. <laughs> um so he and a few other classmates would come over just to attack sylvia sometimes so it 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 would be like they would come over they'd go to wherever she was and they would just start hitting her and gertrude would like encourage them to do that and they would just routinely beat her and sometimes they used her as a practice dummy in judo sessions They would lacerate her body, they would burn her skin with lit cigarettes in excess of 100 times, and they would kick her in her genitals so much that they would really injure her. To entertain, at one time, Gertrude had everybody gather around her, and she was forced to strip naked in the living room and insert an empty Coke bottle into her own vagina in their presence, just so she could humiliate her and she's
1: turning into like child porn and like yeah it it took this
0: really weird turn like it went from abuse to like these sexual things back to abuse and then putting it on display for everybody and while she was doing that with the coke bottle she turned to her and she's like tell your sister prove to jenny what kind of girl you are like what is this bitch's problem
1: Wow, That's just disgusting.
0: Yeah. And, like, so they made a movie about this. It's called An American Crime. And this scene was actually in the movie. And it was so uncomfortable, like, to watch. Because, like, the fact that this really happened to this 16-year-old girl... It's just so sad. I suggest that people watch it, but you have to have a strong stomach for it because it's just like this ongoing battle where this girl is doing absolutely nothing and just getting attacked on a daily basis. But you should watch it. So... (laughs) eventually gertrude stopped allowing sylvia to attend school because she had been caught stealing a set of gym clothes and when gertrude confronted her i found that the actual like scenario of this so there were some stories that said it was a police belt that she got hit with but what really happened is gertrude took lit matches and she burnt the tips at her fingertips
1: what the fuck
0: yeah so fucking insane it's like all of these like torture things that happen that you wouldn't even think that somebody could ever do to another person cause like could you imagine like doing like wouldn't your stomach just like hurt like wouldn't that gross you out like having to do something like that
1: did Gertrude ever get abused when she was a child cause it just sounds like she's emulating what happened to her to sylvia
0: yeah there wasn't a whole lot to go on with gertrude like she married pretty young i want to say she like left home at like 16 or 17 she like quit school to go and marry somebody um but there isn't really a whole lot about her background I think that she... I I know, like, throughout the years, like, she suffered, like, a lot of miscarriages. I think that her husbands and her boyfriends were abusive. So that could lead something back to her childhood for sure. And that's, that's like, a reason why it, it, it keeps, like, happening and escalating.
1: Because I'm not saying it's, like, an excuse. But, like, it just seems like a lot to do to somebody. And the steps for that no she took... Takes- to take for no reason like I feel like something must have happened happened to her for her yeah. to think like oh okay let me do this but it's weird too how she only isolated her yeah only her it's
0: weird yeah and that's why the <laughs> theories are like there's only two that either she was jealous of her or she just didn't want to hit the younger girl Jenny because of her condition but I, I would say that something had to have happened to her when she was younger just for her to have this much hate inside of her yeah because you have to hate somebody to be able to do any of that like even if you just don't like somebody there would be no way like you have to literally have like a disdain for a person yeah um so sylvia and jenny's parents would visit whenever they can get a break in their schedule and every single time they would come and visit sylvia and jenny they would just never say anything They wouldn't say that, you know, she burnt her with lit matches, that these kids are coming over to kick the shit out of her every day. And it's like, why would you not say anything? But
1: But those bruises never showed? Or was she getting, was she covering herself up?
0: I think, yeah, I think that they would have just covered, covered her. Because from what it's making it seem, like, there was a lot of, like, cuts on her body. And, like, she was just fucked up. So she would have had to have hit it because they must have like not hit her in the face or I don't know how they, how they did it. They just, it didn't say anywhere, Mm -hmm. but they had to have covered her up if her parents were coming by. And it's kind of like, why don't you just say something and like get out of that situation. But it said that Sylvia and Jenny would just, they were scared of retaliation like if their parents didn't believe them or if they're like okay well we're gonna come back and get you tomorrow you know that that kind of thing and whenever they would leave Gertrude would shut the door turn to Sylvia and be like well what are you gonna do now they're gone
1: wow she she like, has just problems with her. yeah and I think she just does not like her for some some for some odd reason
0: yeah so the abuse continued into october so from july to october like you're just getting the shit kicked out of you every single day could you imagine and october is when it really escalated so gertrude started to lock sylvia in the basement and she would tie her to the stair railing so she couldn't go anywhere and she it's not like she would be down there for an hour she'd be down there for days so of course like natural bodily functions like you have to go to the bathroom she would be forced to use the bathroom right then and there and as punishment for this gertrude would take her up to the bath and pour scalding water on her to cleanse her is what it said
1: (sighs) cleanse her what the sins that you've done to her like yeah this is so so irritating like i want to punch this bitch in the fucking throat
0: yeah this is just one of those stories it pisses you off like because it just does not get any better there's not like one scenario where okay well they left her alone for the week like it was just a consistent battle so at one point Gertrude shouted for Sylvia to come to the kitchen and then she ordered her to strip naked and she told her that you've branded my daughters because she started that rumor. And she said, And now I'm going to brand you. So she took a hot needle. She would light it with a with a lighter. And she started to carve into her stomach. And she was writing out, I'm a prostitute and I'm proud of it under her abdomen. So there was one point during this um this attack when she was carving into her stomach that she couldn't finish she was like having trouble or something like that so she told one of the neighborhood kids that were there his name was Richard Hobbs to finish etching the words into her skin so like there was nobody to help her like even these kids like were were fucking with her like that like putting a needle into her stomach just to write out something disgusting well wow. um it's
1: so crazy like i can't imagine being able to sit still through that like i would have fucking kicked her in the face yeah just- <laughs> but then exactly. just, mm-hmm. now it just kind of like makes me even more like grossed out because she had help and it wasn't like another adult with even though that would be really sick it was yeah. using yeah. kids mm-hmm. using kids to pull out your fucking disgusting plan
0: yeah. But then I'm just like these kids like I I just feel like you're born with this knowledge of like knowing right from wrong. And especially at 14 years old, you know when something is wrong. So for you to be able to sit there and like just take over and do something like that, like even if you're a 14-year-old, like that is that's insane to me. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I would know at 14, like, no, this isn't right. Like, I need to go and tell somebody. But different folks, different strokes. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like so just that same kid, um, Richard Hobbs, and the 10-year-old daughter, Shirley Banaszewski, she took Sylvia, or they took Sylvia into the basement where they each proceeded to use, it's called an anchor bolt, not really sure what it does or what it looks like, but they used it um, to burn the letter S beneath Sylvia's left breast. And it, they they ended up fucking it up because, because they're idiots. And it, they ended up burning the number three um, under her left breast. And basically, after all of this would happen, Gertrude would later fuck with Sylvia and be like, okay, well you can't marry anybody now because of what's on your stomach. So what are you going to do now? You can't get married. And wow. Sylvia would reply like, yeah, there's nothing that I can do because of you fucked with my body. Um, so the next day, so this is where it just starts to get like really weird. So the the day after this incident, Gertrude, woke Sylvia up and then she made her write a letter. So she gave her a pen and paper and she said, write down everything that I'm telling you to write down. And she basically made her write out a letter that, that was meant to mislead her parents into believing that Sylvia had run away from the house. And it was supposed to frame a group of anonymous local boys for extensively abusing and mutilating Sylvia after wow. she had initially agreed to engage in sexual relations with them before they killed her, basically. So Hello. she was trying to set, set up this, this scheme. It didn't make sense to me. Cause I'm like, first of all, I wouldn't write that. I don't care if you beat me or what, but I'm not going to give you the satisfaction. But second of all, like, why would you think of that? Like, why that scenario? Like, oh, I I ran away. You know, could you imagine reading a letter like that when somebody's already dead and being like, why did you write this in the first place? Exactly. So, on October 25th, after... Hearing Gertrude's plan to leave her in the woods to die, uh, Sylvia made a run for it up the stairs. So she made it out of the up the stairs, out of the basement, but she was so weak that they caught her and took her back down to the basement. And that same evening, like she was flipping out because she's like, oh my God, she's just going to leave me to die in the woods. So she's like banging on the walls of the basement and screaming. And one of the neighbors actually heard her and instead of calling the police she said that the noise stopped at 3am so she just decided not to tell anybody about it like oh you fucking bitch
1: I still Are you want to call the cops. Like, just Hell to make yeah. sure everything's okay like obviously I would be thinking why did the noise stop Yeah, out of nowhere not just oh well it stopped I'm gonna keep doing what I was doing anyway
0: Yeah, my ass would be like, what was that noise in the first place? Like, why was it even happening?
1: It sounds like it's about to get crazy. So let's take another shot.
0: Oh, hell yes.
1: Oh my God, I said I was
0: drinking Kool-Aid in the beginning, but it's Gatorade, Gatorade and vodka. (laughs) Blue Gatorade. Gatorade is delicious, first of all. I like Gatorade. But we don't buy, like, the bottled Gatorade. Like, we buy the powder, and then we mix it ourselves. Which makes it even ten times better.
1: Oh, that's why you are think you... it's Kool-Aid.
0: Yeah, bitch. <laughs> are you guys more Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Or Rollade?
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sylvia, what are you? Gatorade or Powerade, bitch?
1: Um, I would say Gatorade.
0: What I'm like Powerade if
1: like I'm broke because Powerade is really cheap.
0: Yeah, I love the Gatorade melon. Tastes like cantaloupe.
1: This is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I want to know who does not like cantaloupe. Cantaloupe is delicious.
1: I do no, not. Who that says good. that? But who like says that? Like you bite into girl, it I and it just sprays cantaloupe.
0: juice all in your mouth.
1: Oh no! Um, that's probably why you like it. <laughs> <bitch>. <laughs>
0: makes me salivate just thinking about it (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay that was a nice little break from this horrible story yeah so um let's see here where was i what did i say okay so she didn't call the police fucking bitch um and then On the morning of October 26, they found Sylvia and she wasn't able to speak. She couldn't coordinate her arms and legs to move. Like, she was just, like, limp, lifeless. Like, Gertrude ended up moving Sylvia into the kitchen and she propped her up against a wall. And she tried to feed her a donut and a glass of milk. It's like, oh, now you have some fucking sympathy, bitch. You're going to give me a fucking donut and a glass of milk? You should have given me... Fucking three meals a day for the last three months. But
1: this was in a span of three funny. months.
0: Yeah, well, let's see. Uh July, August, September, October, four months. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. And so she's trying to give her this food, and Sylvia can't eat it because, like, you know, once you get to a certain point, like you can't do anything. And it's not your fault. Like it's just you're you're physically like you can't move. So in for, like Gertrude got frustrated because of this, and she threw her to the floor to the floor, like continuing to just abuse her, and she was just put back into the basement. So insane so then that same day stephanie the she was like the second oldest sister i think she really started to feel bad for her because she took her into the bath and she gave her a warm bath and cleaned her off and at that point sylvia just stopped breathing so
1: repeat
0: that again i'm sorry um So Stephanie, the second oldest sister, Mm -hmm. she, I think she felt bad. So she took Sylvia into the bathroom and she gave her a warm bath and tried to clean her off. And while this was happening, Sylvia just stopped breathing. So before they could do anything, um, I think uh, Stephanie tried to give her mouth to mouth and like she was screaming for help. And but Sylvia was just already gone at that point you know, this poor 16 year old girl just is dead. And she tried to do mouth to mouth. And when Gertrude found out, she was like trying to storm upstairs and telling them like, she's faking it. She's not really dead. Just leave her alone. She's just faking it for attention. But this girl was dead. And this happened for, I, I want to say like, an hour or something like that just going back and forth that she's faking it and they're trying to revive her and like she's she's just dead. So when Gertrude finally realized that she couldn't bring her back and that she was really dead, she tried hitting her in the face and she hit her in the face with a book. That's what it was. So she grabbed a book and then she hit her across the face to try and wake her up. But obviously that wasn't successful because she was already dead
1: woman? yeah like even after she's dead she's still like beating her yeah
0: ugh. i my thought was like is she insane like is she like does she really have like a psychological issue because to me like you have to 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 be able to do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. but so <sighs> at that point when she wasn't waking up after she hit her with a book she told that boy that um, etched into her stomach Richard Hobbs to go call the police from a payphone so at this point police get there it's about 6.30pm and then Gertrude takes them over to Sylvia's body and they find it on a dirty mattress she is beat to hell her body is mutilated and then at that point Gertrude takes the letter that she made Sylvia write, remember? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then she hands that to the police. She's like, here, she gave me this letter when she came inside. We don't know what happened. And she claimed that she had been taking care of her for an hour or more prior to her death, like putting rubbing alcohol on her wounds, just making sure she gave her the proper first aid before she died, when we all know that that did not happen. So she told them that earlier sylvia tried to run away from the home with a few teenage boys and she came back bare breasted like no shirt and clutching the note like (laughs) that does not make sense why would she write this note then go out with these boys and then run back holding the note to give to you doesn't make sense
1: no she thought she was being smart like haha they won't link it to me but like no bitch they will yeah
0: And then the oldest daughter comes down holding a Bible and then she told everybody her death was meant to happen and then she looked at the sister Jenny and said, if you want to live with us, Jenny, we'll treat you like our own sister. At that point, Jenny was like, bitch. So Gertrude had told Jenny, like, this is what you need to say when the cops get here. So she said that, but then before the police left, she whispered to them, if you get me out of here, I'll tell you everything. And then they took that bitch out, limp and all. (laughs) (laughs) so that was the only good thing about the situation was that jenny ended up getting out could you imagine if they they probably would have just turned on her if she would have stayed
1: first of all this lady is like literally so dumb like even after all that right you're gonna tell her sister the one who witnessed everything you know what? You can stay, just don't say nothing. We could treat you like our yeah. own oh, sister. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like if you treated my I'd be sister like, oh, like no. that. I'm gonna say
0: honest. everything.
1: I would. I would have said it out loud. Like, nope. Get me the fuck out of here, right in front of Gertrude. Get me the fuck out of here, and I will tell you everything. Even this how bitch that bitch takes the shower. Everything.
0: hmm And all the men she has all up in here running around that pussy.
1: Ew. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> But, but also
1: are like well, okay. it was sad that her sister didn't say anything like Jenny if you're listening and you don't fucking save me from some shit like this we're not sisters anymore.
0: <laughs> She's like bitch I never liked you anyways.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay so Jenny gets out with the police and made a formal statement. And then officers go back and arrest Gertrude Paula Stephanie and one of her sons John on suspicion of Sylvia's murder and this is within hours of them seeing the body so that same day and then the same day they were arrested they also arrested Coy Hubbard and Richard Hobbs for the same offenses all of her kids plus koi were placed in custody in a new in a nearby juvenile detention center and then the younger children and uh, richard hobbs were detained in a children's home basically and they were held without bail pending the trial so This trial, okay, so I've known about this case forever, and I read all of the trial transcripts, which it took me, like, three months, because I would read it at night, like, before I went to sleep like a creep, (laughs) and it was so frustrating, because, okay, so initially, like, Gertrude was like, nope, I didn't do any of that, like, it was the kids that did it, I I saw them, like, blaming it on the kids, like...
1: like even if though if it like let's say even if it was the kids you were mm-hmm. an adult you were watching those kids why didn't yeah. you do anything
0: and they were like well why was she in the basement and then her reasoning for putting her in the basement was that she put her down there to sleep because on three occasions in on three occasions she had wet the bed so that's why she put her in the basement but you know why she wet the bed because she hadn't, she was incontinent because of her mental distress and because she had injuries to her kidneys. Wow. So she just had like no control. So they also arrested five other neighborhood children who participated in Sylvia's abuse. Um, Just kids throughout the neighborhood that would come over and beat the shit out of her basically. And they were all charged with causing injury to her And, um, oh, so they arrested these kids and then they let them go back to their parents, but they basically subpoenaed their parents and told them that they have to show up uh, as witnesses in the trial. So the autopsy was performed on Sylvia's body and she suffered an excess of 150 separate wounds all over her entire body. Um, she became extremely emaciated because she was starved. And the likely cause of death was a subdural hematoma after receiving a blow to her right temple.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah. So at this point, like the trial begins. Gertrude is blaming her children. Her children are blaming Gertrude. And then at one point, Gertrude pleads not guilty by reason of insanity. (laughs) so insane so then the court the court appoints a doctor his name's Dwight Schuster um, to testify on behalf of the per, uh, prosecution um, and basically his diagnosis was that Gertrude was not and had never been psychotic just ugly
1: just kidding. I don't know why people think I'm going to use the reason of insanity to you know
0: yeah, it's get, not that easy, along, honey. I
1: don't have to get like a hard sentence because they test that shit. They don't just, you just don't say it and be like, okay, well, she says she was insane. No, they make they test you and see if maybe, you know, you may have some mental issues. In my opinion, I feel like she does have mental issues, but I think yeah. she was, she knows what she was doing. There are people yeah. who have mental issues that don't even know what the fuck they were doing. did not even don't even think like, you know what I mean? They think like everything's going and mm. stuff, but again, they get tested and do all these tested shit to prove that, you know, maybe this person wasn't in the right state of mind, but this bitch was in a right state of mind.
0: Yeah. So I just sent you guys two pictures of the body. Um, to kind of take a look at like what it looked like there was she had bruises everywhere she had the um the writing on her stomach like it was insane the first witness to testify in the court case was the coroner and he said that hold on one second so some of the things that Sylvia had gone through so basically she her fingernails were broken backwards um, she had numerous deep cuts and punctures covered m- more, uh, most of her body and her lips were essentially in shreds due to her her having repeatedly bitten and chewed upon them oh my gosh so wow. insane so, during the trial, everybody, all the witnesses testified, um, all of the defendants testified, and it was just this big kind of clusterfuck because Gertrude was blaming her kids, and her kids were blaming her for it. Um, um, Eventually, Jenny ended up testifying against all five defendants and stated that each had repeatedly and extensively, both physically and emotionally, abused her sister. And she basically told the court that she didn't do anything to provoke any of the attacks and that there had been no truth to any of the rumors that were spread by um, any of the family. So the trial of the five defendants lasted 17 days before the jury um, went to go and figure out their verdict. And after deliberating for eight hours, they found Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder. Murder. They found Marty. Gertrude guilty. They found <laughs> Gertrude guilty of first-degree murder, and they recommended a life sentence. Paula was found guilty of second-degree murder. Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Banaszewski Jr. were found guilty of manslaughter. And let's see here. One second. So, okay. So they found them all guilty of some crime. So Gertrude and Paula were formally sentenced to life in prison. The same day, Richard Hobbs, Coy Hubbard, and John Benazuski each received sentences ranging from 2 to 21 years. And, yeah, so everybody that was involved got sentenced essentially which I guess is a win but
1: yeah that will just cost.
0: you wait so in September of 1970 they ended up Gertrude and Paula ended up trying to fight back and they the Indiana Supreme Court reversed the convictions of both Gertrude and Paula on the basis that the judge had denied repeatedly submitted motions by their defense counsel at the original trial. Wow. So they basically filed a motion to change the venue and they asked for separate trials and they were both denied. And this is why the Supreme court ended up reversing their convictions. So at that point they were retried. And this time Paula pled guilty to voluntary manslaughter. Instead of going through with an entire trial, she just took a plea and she was sentenced to serve a term between two and twenty years imprisonment. So, <laughs> it's so insane. Gertrude was convicted again um, for first degree murder and sentenced to life in prison. Good. So she yeah. got. <laughs> mm-hmm. I know
1: like that bitch.
0: So she went back to prison, and over the next fourteen years, she became known as a model prisoner. Uh, she worked at the prison showing she worked at the prison sewing shop, and was known somewhat as a den mother to the younger female inmates. I'm sure um, she had the nickname. Uh, they gave her the nickname "Mom," and. She, was, she ended up being paroled in
1: 1985. So she wasn't even in jail for that
0: long. No. So she ended up changing her name and moving to Iowa, I believe. And she described herself as a devout Christian.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, so she moved to Iowa and... Eventually, in June on June 16th of 1990 she died of lung cancer uh. at the age of 61. Oh goodness so let's see here. Paula Banazowski ended up taking a new identity when she was paroled in 1972 and she worked as an aide to a school counselor for 14 years. Since she changed her name, they had no idea what happened because it concealed. Uh, since she changed her name, it concealed the truth about what happened in her criminal history. So she was fired in 2012 when they discovered who she was. And she was married with two children at that point. Um, she was actually pregnant during the trial. And she gave birth to that, that daughter and she was later given up for adoption. Well Yeah.
1: I can't believe that. That's disgusting. Like, how are you going to like start, try to start your own family while like knowing what kind of person you are? Or, like, yeah. someone else.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. So after the initial trial, um, Gertrude's kids Marie Shirley and James were sent to separate foster families so all of their names were changed um most of them are dead now which is a win just kidding uh Richard Hobbs the one that etched into her stomach he ended up dying of lung cancer on January 2nd of 1972 at the age of 21 what yeah oh that's crazy huh
1: yeah.
0: Repeat that. Uh Richard Hobbs, the one that etched into her stomach that she was a prostitute, ended up dying of lung cancer in 1972 at the age of 21. Oh, shit. Yeah.
1: How much fucking smoking was he doing? Jesus.
0: I know, shit.
1: But good. Just kidding.
0: <laughs> I know. He should have jeweled. Just kidding. <laughs> um... Uh, Coy Hubbard uh, attempted to change his name following his 1968 release. Throughout his uh, his life, he was arrested for various crimes. On one occasion in 1977, he was arrested for the murders of two young men. And he ended up getting acquit- acquitted for that charge. I don't, I'm sure it was like lack of evidence or something like that. But... After the movie came out in 2007, he was fired from his job and he died of a heart attack. <laughs> well, should
1: never fucking people, her. Exactly. Yeah. These people trying to live normal lives like your past won't catch up to you. Like, mm-hmm.
0: come on. Um, John Banazuski Jr. Um, changed his name after he got out to John Blake and he... Oh no 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 no. Hold on. Oh, so after he was actually after he was released, he issued a statement that acknowledged the fact that he and his co-defendants should have been sentenced to a more severe term of punishment and added that young criminals are not beyond rehabilitation and describing how he had become a productive citizen. He died of diabetes in 2005 bye um <laughs> at one point he actually publicly like acknowledged that he liked the attention that he got um from the murder trial and said well, that he only ever hit sylvia once i only hit sylvia you know. once but she was being a bitch just kidding
1: I'm a bitch. We'll fuck you up. <laughs>
0: Um, Her sister Jenny ended up getting married and she had two children. She died of a heart attack in 2004 at the age of 54. Her parents Elizabeth and Lester Likens died in 1998 and 2013 the house that they lived in was demolished in April of 2009 because it just it stood still for so long after the murders nobody wanted or after the murder nobody wanted it Um, so they ended up just demolishing it (laughs) I mean it took like 50 years or something like that but whatever (laughs) and then in June of 2001 a six foot tall granite memorial was dedicated to Sylvia's life and legacy in Willard Park Indianapolis So, honeys, that is my story. It was a long one, but this was just a story that could not be condensed down because there was just so much stuff. So much shit. Uh, I try my best to condense it down, but I feel like if you condense it too much, then you're not telling the whole thing, like, everything that this girl went through, you know? Yeah. So, moral of the story, don't leave your kids
1: with people you don't know
0: and don't exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's it's a really really good story. Um, it's sad and it's horrible, but it's a good story, and everybody should watch an American Crime.
1: I think Let's I've say, actually I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I think I've seen it because when I was younger, I used to watch a lot of um, Lifetime. So I feel like mm-hmm. I've seen it because, oh, you know why? No, I haven't seen the movie. I've seen the uh, daily woman episode regarding this case. Oh,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's and that's how I remembered it, it was because of um, the sketching on her stomach.
0: Yeah, it was horrible. Um, do you know who played her in the movie?
1: Um, no,
0: it was uh, Ellen Page.
1: Oh hell no, Juno. Oh, <laughs> she was no. annoying
0: in the movie. Like you're like bitch, just run. <laughs> oh. So yeah, what has everybody been doing this weekend? Nothing. I cleaned a
1: bit. There
0: ain't shit to do. No. I went
1: hiking. <sighs> it was so hot. So hot.
0: I kind of want to go hiking too but I want to go like at 6am
1: yeah you have to because it's just like way too hot
0: and then you have those motherfuckers out there with their poor dogs thinking that they're running a marathon and it's like 100 degrees out yeah
1: there's nothing to do (laughs) Just stay home
0: I just cannot wait until this is over because I just want to go out and get shit faced like I want to get hit by a car or something.
1: (laughs) Bitch, walk on the (laughs) street right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's what happened to Mimi.
0: I live in a gated community, Sylvia. There are no cars. (laughs) 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 Oh my god! I could just... I'm like... I keep imagining the first time that we get to go out. Like it's gonna be like our 21st birthday, all of us.
1: Oh, I know, for sure. But we're definitely going to wait, like, a week, right, to see if, like, oh, all the yeah. people gets the coronavirus again. Yeah.
0: Well, I I know that, like, as soon as they open shit back up, like, those numbers are going to skyrocket. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. But that's
0: going to be at any time that they open everything back up. So I'll wait a week, but the second week we're going out.
1: Mm-mm, I'm waiting. I'm waiting. Yeah,
0: you're waiting a week.
1: I'm waiting. I'm until- told. I feel safe. Can
0: we just
1: go back up to Flagstaff and get a cabin? Yes. What? I said, can we just go back up to Flagstaff and get a cabin?
0: All I know is I'm going to Neiman's. I am buying a bomb ass outfit that I can't afford. And I'm going to return it the next day.
1: (laughs) So if they listen to this podcast, they're going to (laughs) know.
0: They're like, we're sorry. We can't take your return. I'm going to be like, but I don't want it." it.
1: Aren't you Cameron Cameron from the LKD podcast? Oh, my gosh! You're
0: not returning us. I'd be like, this shit has taken months to go off. And now is the time that we become famous now when I can't afford Neiman's. So if you like us and you like this story, please follow us online at all social medias at LKD podcast with Vicky fucking talking in the background again. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but <Bye. .com. laughs> <laughs>